If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 mother cluckers. We're back again with the Hawaii being menaced by furious wild chickens here on the Carolina Underground. How are you doing this evening, sir? I am doing great, my friend. I hope you are well. I am doing well also. That is a, an intriguing story about the uh, about the chickens menacing Hawaii. And, and they have, evidently them. have supercharged survival skills. <laughs> well, so, you know, like, sort of like, this is similar to the killer bee invasion that we had. Oh, my goodness, when was that? But the Africanized bees, uh-huh. because the um, the competition, it's like Australia, has got you know so many things that are that will just absolutely kill you, and it's because the competition for the resources is so scarce. Out mm-hmm. on so one half of Australia is basically a, you know like a desert right. and wilderness, and the other half is pretty lush and tropical, but it just happens to be how the rainfall falls, and mm-hmm. so the part that is not lush and tropical, there's a significant scarcity of resources like the, um, what is it? The, um, it's not a funnel web. Yeah, it is. The yeah. Funnel, funnel web. web. Yeah. 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 That, uh, it, the reason that it's venom is so deadly is that in order to breed, it has to cover the males have to cover large portions of territory and there's all kinds of things that would eat them. Right. You know, birds and such. And, and so they if they're around this, me, they're going to get squished. Right. And so they developed this ultra-potent venom so that they could survive enough to, to get lucky. So, you know, there you have it. Now, so with the, and again, with the Africanized bees, they have to, you know, they're far more aggressive because there are more predators and things like that that uh, they have to with and these chickens out in Hawaii as I mm-hmm. understand it are a um, cross between the African bird uh, and I forget what they called it but it's like the wild African red bird or something yeah, like it's, that uh, the, 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 uh, the wild red jungle fowl I believe is what yep. they said Go because on. it was brought to the islands by Polynesian settlers. I thought that was a call that a referee made in a basketball game, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Regardless, the uh, um, you know, so in those crossbred with uh, the you know European domesticated chickens that we right right brought over there. Now I don't know how the red jungle fowl got there in the first place, but I reckon somebody brought it as well. So. Well, what they and over time. Mm-hmm. Evidently, chickens do it like rabbits, 
and they multiply. <laughs> And they are, and they say they're very resilient and they thrive in close proximity to humans. And it's just, you know, it kind of reminds me of Key West because, you know, Key West has chickens that just roam around everywhere for some reason. Free range chickens. Well, that's, I think that's a lie they sell so they can sell eggs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, factory farm, this probably is. I mean, again, most of the stuff that they use, like, you know, the the term organic. Okay, so if you look up the definition of the term organic, um, you know, botulism and, uh, you know, um, oh, my goodness, all the powder that they always get. Anthrax. uh, Anthrax, yeah, those are organic. Okay, so, you know, you could, it's, it's like it, it, Basically, the definition says, yeah, this at some point in its existence was a living plant or critter, and that's it. You know, well, microorganisms, COVID is organic. Right. Doesn't mean it's good for you, but, you know, people, are, this is kind of the whole thing about the, you know, the, 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 pe- the people in power. We typically, uh, you know, and I'm not talking Democrat or Republican, I'm talking about the actual power brokers, the people in charge, uh, the people with the money. I mean, we're not even a, uh, we're not even a, 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 a respectable oligarchy. We're a plutocracy. So mm-hmm. we've just got a handful of people that have a lot of money that control everything. But their basic goal is to just dumb everybody down to the point where they're just, we're only smart enough to go and perform whatever menial task that they allow us to perform for our daily bread and then, you know, pay our taxes and vote. So that's the whole shenanigan from them. And, uh, you know, the, the, the end result is that they're, they're well on their way because, I mean, I was watching uh, a clip the other day of something that popped up on, um, I guess it was on Twitter. I'm not sure, but it was guy, um, interviewing people and a lot of the younger folks could not answer which country we uh, on you know on uh, which which country we we fought and won our independence from hmm. closest any of them got was Europe well it kind of reminds me of a video that somebody shared with me concerning you know we recently celebrated Memorial Day and there was this kid talking about what he was going to wear on the battlefields if he was on the battlefields of Pearl Harbor. Yep. And, of course, according to him, he chose a vintage look because Pearl Harbor, you know, happened in the 60s. Oh, God. And, uh, <laughs> and it's sitting there, and, you know, it's just one of those things to where you shake your head. And then there was another video somebody shared with me. This lady's walking through Safeway. Mm-hmm. Which you know, if you don't have a Safeway, it's a grocery store. And uh, she picks up a package of loin chops, L-O-I-N, loin, yep. pork loin. Yep. And says she has to move out of America because we are killing endangered animals and putting lion meat mm-hmm. in the refrigerator at the grocery stores. All righty then. Boy, howdy. And these people vote. Or and and the scarier part is, is they breed. 
Well, yeah, and you know, but we may not have any concern about that for much longer. I believe I shared this with you uh, about the uh, um, about the uh, drone, the AI. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that uh, killed its operator, and they've already walked back. The initial statement that they made was probably accurate. The thing that's intriguing about AI. Uh, and I've talked to our, our mutual buddy about this on multiple occasions, that when you put the, you, you, we typically give it the, uh, the rules of the game, right. as it were. You know, this is what you do, this is the goal, this is how you, and go figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, machines that, and they, that we respond, they don't have the intelligence of human beings. Well, it's not about intelligence. It's they don't have any, there's no emotional baggage like human beings have. Right. Okay. So they come up with the most reasonable, it's, a, it's Occam's razor, they come up with the most reasonable and, and simplest methodology to win. So in this particular case, what they surmised, now again, they've already walked this back and said, oh, no, we misspoke ourselves. That's not what happened at all. Uh, but it, this is behavior that's been seen in AI every time they've done something like this. But the the end result was that so AI it, the it, the drone is sent out. It has a target. It has a kill order on that target. And in its world of rules, it gets points. Hence, wins the game, if you will, mm-hmm. by destroying the target. So the AI became aware enough or learned enough, however you want to put it, to realize that, hey, I get to these targets and they tell me to stop and I stop like I'm told to do, but I don't win the game. And so in its mind, the answer to or its logical reasoning process, the simplest answer to being able to win the game is take out the guy that keeps telling me to stop. Makes sense. And so it wiped him out. Now, like I said, again, they walked that back very quickly. But this is uh, back, uh, my goodness, uh, in the early to mid-2000s. No, I guess it would have been in, in, in the early to mid-2010s. Uh, you know, uh, both Facebook and Google started playing with AI, and mm-hmm. this was the behavior that they noted. Because as humans, we anthropomorphize everything. Right. That's why people have alligators and, and snakes as pets. We, we project our feelings onto that animal. And I mean, I, you know, I've, I've had cars that I've named you know, things of that nature. So it's not just animals. We do it with, with everything. Mm-hmm. Name their houses, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, so, you know, but thus the law of unintended consequences rears its head because we have not learned enough yet to uh, to be able to rein in our own um, perceptions of the world uh, as a whole to uh, to accommodate a different logical process. Right. So, you know, between that and, as I understand it, Iran's pretty doggone close to, to making a nuclear bomb at this point. You know, I'm not real sure how much longer <laughs> we're going to have to be concerned. 
<laughs> well, you got to be careful because up All in right. Connecticut, mm-hmm. a hungry black bear broke into a Connecticut bakery and ate 60 cupcakes. Yep, I had heard about that as well. That's my kind hard. of bear. Well, there you go. I mean, if you can if you can get after it, go after it. You know? And you saw where uh, they found a mastodon tooth on a beach in California somewhere. It was a mastodon. Well, I think it was a molar that uh, somebody found. And then some guy had picked it up, and then they had a paleontologist tagged in it, and then they told them what it was. And from what I understood reading the article, it was a pretty rare find. Well, yeah. I would imagine so because I don't, you know, I mean, I would suspect that that got washed out of something somewhere and has been in the ocean and got washed up on shore because I don't, you know, mastodons were cold weather critters and they lived in the northern areas even during the ice ages, as I Mm -hmm. understood. Well, even in the last ice age, California was covered in ice, so it could have been in that area i didn't think that california was covered i thought maybe you know northern california and oregon but i didn't think it went all the way down because you mean you know the the california extends all the way to baja well then maybe the northern part i know when i looked at it you know when you see pictures and stuff it's it's all white (laughs) yeah well you just never know but hey it's getting hotter it felt like we was knocking on the gates of hell today when I went out to get in the car, and I just wasn't happy. Well, I understand that, but it's about dadgum time that we got some kind of weather that wasn't like winter around here. But Well, I'm, I prefer it, you know, like the other week when we was all cloudy and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was still warm, but... You had a nice breeze. The part, of, the part that you know, and you you know this as well as I do. The part is not necessarily the heat; it's the humidity that oh, yeah. really makes oh, yeah. it all that much more unbearable. Well, I mean, again, you got to remember that uh, the Carolinas are in a tropical region. We are, you know, below the tropic of uh, Cancer, so you know, between the tropic of Cancer and and uh, and the equator is the northern latitude tropics, and between the equator and the Tropic of Capricorn is mm-hmm. the uh, lower tropics. So, I mean, we are in a tropical area, so it's a reasonable thing to expect it to be humid and warm for a significant portion of the year. How about it? You seen any new woolly boogers? Have not seen any woolly boogers. I did watch a few minutes of that um, um, Skinwalker Ranch thing, uh-huh. uh, but I just don't have the patience to sit there and watch people wander around doing not much anything and talking about it. And you know, I mean, I just I just want to know what the facts are. And that was why I got, uh, I, I, I kind of got. Oh, well, yeah, but they don't know the facts yet. They're trying to figure right. them out. That's the point. But the point is, you don't, you know, these ongoing documentaries. Now, when they started it. I now, was I intrigued. know, I know you are not throwing shade on the curse of Oak Island. I'm throwing shade on all of them. <laughs> uh, you know, equally, but the the when they initially started out with Gold Rush was the first one of these that I looked at. Now, 
I watched the first couple of seasons of Survivor mm-hmm. until it dawned on me that you got a camera crew standing there. They're not starving the camera crew. Okay. So the camera crew is, you know, they're, you know, they, it, they, none of these people are ever in any real danger at any point in time. Um, so, I mean, when that dawned on me and it became apparent that, you know, that, that there is nothing further from reality than reality television, um, I kind of lost interest in it. But now Gold Rush, when it came out originally, I was intrigued with mm-hmm. because there was enough information about how they did what they were doing, what their thought process was, what they were looking for. Um, and of course that was also when I found out that, uh, the number one gold producing states in the United States prior to the California gold rush were, do you know the answer? I would say probably the Carolinas. North and South Carolina, Gold Hill, North Carolina Mm -hmm. was the number one producing. And, you know, and there's a, you know, interestingly enough, um, you know, my house is old and, My house was built in the early 1800s, and uh, actually my house is older than the county that it's in because when it was built, the county didn't exist. Alrighty. Across the street, there is a dirt road. Uh, used to be one family owned the property. Now it's mm-hmm. you know the fa- you know as time goes and people die, it gets mm-hmm. broken up. But down at the end of that, there's a creek quite wide creek but when you go up on the other side of that creek there you they're all the old road beds and it is back in that area they used to call it noe's mountain mm-hmm. and there are pit gold mines that are still you walk around back in there you'll find them if you don't pay attention to what you're doing you're gonna fall in them and you ain't gonna get out of them but uh they're still pit mines over there to where they were digging for gold uh mm-hmm. back in the old days and you got the still the road road beds and road structures that cut all through back through those woods back in there well now are any of them still operational because the the big problem in the carolinas is that on the east coast the gold is still primarily locked in quartz deposits whereas on the west coast it has already you know it is broken free and so you get they i believe if i remember correctly they call them placer deposits no as far as i know there are none active uh none of those that are still active well in gold hill as i recall from the stories i heard um the they well so at any rate first thing is the reason so gold production from the Carolinas is more expensive than out in California because in California it's already in a placer deposit which means that it's in the bottom of a stream or something mm-hmm. caught up on a rock and so you just wash it and separate it out from the uh, rocks that it's mm-hmm. and you can still kind of do that around here if you go down to uh, like your National Forest and stuff like that right but for the most part you, when you're digging it out of the ground, it's encased in quartz, and so you have to beat it with a thing called a Cumberland hammer, uh-huh. and uh, which was a great big steam-driven hammer that you know slammed large pieces of iron into the reminiscent of a John Henry. There you go, absolutely. Now, was I thought John Henry was was he Kentucky or Tennessee? I don't know, but it's something to do with the railroad, wasn't it? 
Yep, he was a railroad man driving spikes. Yep, that's exactly right. And you know, you said you know, um, we talk about the AI stuff. It's a, but you know, I think there are some useful things for AI. I have seen some useful applications. Um, mm-hmm. And I've also seen some. I have a friend that owns a publishing company, mm-hmm. and um, they primarily publish, I think, mainly science fiction books. There is a couple of series he does that he likes, but I'm just not a big, for the most part, other than like Star Wars or something like that. I'm I, the science fiction stuff. I have a hard time buying into the mm-hmm. or paying attention enough to it to get enough out of their world building to actually for me to care about it right and so Mm -hmm. but he's you know one of his main concerns is uh ai writing books right and then people publishing them and claiming them as their own and then muddying the waters because i don't know if a lot of people know this or not but a lot of times the way kindle and audible and all that crap works is you you can obviously sell the book, but and a lot of people do not enjoy that. A lot of times people will do it where it's included with Kindle and Audible, and then they get paid off of how many people download it, listen to it, and how long they listen to it. Oh, I got you. And well, so it, it he's there, there, and I mean, there. I think the one example, one of the examples they used was like in... Well, in less than a, in a year, a man used AI to churn out 96 novels. Wow. And, you know, he posted them. I don't know if he posted them and saying they were AI and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I have seen, excuse me, and I understand the concern, but I have yeah. seen writing tools for authors. You know, I, I at one time like to dabble in the written word and did publish a few stories. And I have seen software that I've gotten advertised. As a matter of fact, one of the one of my favorite softwares that I used to use to collect thoughts and stuff like that and put it together. It's like a storyboarding type software though, but for writing. And uh, they now have an AI function built in to help with like um idea generation and description generation if you're trying to do world building and stuff like that and so i can see a place for the tool but the question is is if you use ai to write a book and you put your name on it and you sell it because ai supposedly doesn't do anything twice it knows it whether it's been written or not. So it's not duplicating anything. Mm -hmm. If AI writes it, Mm -hmm. should you be entitled for compensation because you put your name on it and claimed it? I, you know, I don't want to wade into that quagmire too deeply because I, you know, my personal opinion is no. Uh, I don't think you should be able to, but again, I also don't think that you should be able to profit from someone else's labor, more so than the person performing the labor, if you follow me. Um, And that's an accepted principle Uh in most areas of business. Matter of fact, the lowest paid people are the ones that actually do the work. 
Um, and I personally think that, uh, you know, so, and we, we brushed up against this the other day talking about uh, Henry Ford and the assembly lines and, um, and um, you know, the Chicago meat processing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the thing is, this the, is, this the is jungle kind of the with Upton Sinclair. Right. So is that the book? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so the, the, the point being, if we're going to do something with AI, okay, if we're going to replace something that human beings do with AI, it shouldn't be art. We ought to have it, you know, taken out to garbage or, right. you know, driving, you know, I don't know, what are some of the things that, you know, plumbing, you know, you know, I spent a better part of the day today under my kitchen sink, so have it doing plumbing or, or better yet, have it replace all the lawyers, all the judges, and all the politicians. Okay? Just get rid of those people and have AI do it. Because I guarantee you it's going to be far more equitable and fair. Well, it definitely can't do no worse. Yeah, well, and again, as far as writing stories, I... I well, and hey, truthfully, if you put well, if you put AI on a stage, they might not fall down. Well, that's true. But if you, you know, if you look at everything that Disney has put out in recent years that they've acquired, they ruin it. They have. And I mean, and that's a fact. I mean, yeah. and I am in the process of writing a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I shared this with you, I think, the yeah, other day. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the premise of it is, is a friend of mine is really into Star Wars. And so we were discussing all the shows on Star Wars, right? Uh-huh. And he was talking about, well, you know, it's just not it's just not like it used to be. And I'm like, well, truthfully, if you want to go into the stories, even the original ones are not all that great. <laughs> There's not a lot of yeah. most of the stuff has been built in afterwards after everybody built the world. Because what it ended up happening, George Lucas was very smart. Instead of just corralling the Star Wars property, he let other people use the setting and create their own stories and kind of fleshed out the world as long as they didn't mess with the parts that he was trying to tell. And that's, you got all kinds of books and you got some great stories. Well, then when Disney comes in, of course, Disney is make no is all about the almighty dollar, and it has been. And it's probably, Disney probably has done nothing really original since Walt Disney died, probably. Well, the stuff Walt Disney did wasn't actually all that original either. Well, not his, the stories weren't all that original, but it the way he told them was original. And, and there's truth to that. And again, this is one of the things, again, when you're talking about art, and there was, uh, this is another caveat on the same subject, when, you, when you're talking about art, you know, every performer, now granted somebody, you know, somebody composed the music, mm-hmm. somebody uh, arranged the, the, the lyrics and things of that nature. So, but, you know, originally, but, but every performer um, adds their own, nuances to the performance and, and changes it somewhat. So especially like we through auto auto tune. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, auto tune is one of those things where, I mean, I'm a fan of live music, um, you know, and, and, and 
you know, uh, because it the 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 mistakes are an enhancement because that makes you human. You know, it's not a studio recording right. where right. you practice for five hours to get one drum lick right that you can have on repeat throughout the entire recording process. You know, and again, that's one of the things uh, that that you know. That that is so rare, and I can't remember. There's a there was an, um, uh, a, a specific song on an album that was really really popular that was recorded in one take, and I can't remember it right now, and I can't remember the art, artist either. It's completely slipping my mind. But I mean that is unheard of, okay? Mm-hmm. Because you know we're human beings, we make mistakes. It's what we do, okay? So, you know, it, it gives this false sense. It, it's kind of like Facebook, all right? So you look at Facebook and the in, you know, and Instagram and all these other things, and the people who are the influencers have these perfect lives. They're perfect. Everything is wonderful. They never have a bad hair day. They, you know, their sink never breaks, and they never spend, you know, three trips to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever your box store or the hardware store choice is in order to try to get the thing done. Uh-huh. You know, um, and 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 it's. Well, I mean, it's just wrong. I mean, life is not a bowl of cherry, a box of chocolates for for Forrest Gump reference. So you know, and and it and I think that's one of the reasons that we have the levels of depression that we have, and the levels of of suicide amongst teenagers and, uh-huh. and even children these days, because they they they're constantly exposed to this completely unrealistic view of the world and then of course they're going to immediately internalize that and go well wait a minute i don't own a you know i don't own seven ferraris and a lamborghini um you know i don't have a yacht waiting for me and i don't own my own island so obviously i'm doing something wrong right but i mean those are the exceptions not the rule uh, but that all goes back to again the whole dumbing down of everybody and, uh, and 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 really destroying the American society from stem to stern. So I guess that kind of walked us into a conversational. <laughs> well, we we we, we kind of <laughs> you know we uh, we tried to consciously stay off of uh, political stuff. politics. Yep. And it seems to always keep coming back to it. That's interesting. Well, but there's so much of it. Now, we did stay away. Now, that we've mentioned politics. We did pretty much stay away from uh, from uh, the FBI and the Durham report. We have. And uh, all of that stuff. Um, but now but, it's the holiest of all months. Oh. It's Pride Month. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I you know, I did you know I'm going to say I know we have we we've talked about that situation a lot but I find it interesting um you know the you know who the you know the Daily Wire Ben yes. Shapiro and mm-hmm. uh Jeremy Borning's company. Yes. And you know Matt Walsh made that documentary What is a woman? Mhm. Well, have you followed the controversy surrounding that in Twitter now, or seen that? No, I have not. Please, please okay. elaborate. Okay. Well, essentially, last year, the Daily Wire released 
what is a woman in June for Pride Month about okay. talking about the mutilation of minors mm-hmm. in uh, sex reassignment surgeries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they had decided that since now that Elon Musk has broken supposedly Twitter away from the shackles of suppression and mm-hmm. um, only allowing one viewpoint to go, that they, what they were going to do is, is take that content for that, the entire documentary and put it live on Twitter for like 10 hours so people could watch it for free. Because normally you have to be a paid member of the Daily Wire to watch mm-hmm. their vid- their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may contacted Twitter. Twitter was all about it. They were going to put up a individual landing page uh, and all of that. They signed an agreement with them to purchase all this stuff to, for the extra resources and all that. The Daily Wire... And Twitter came to agreement. Twitter said, oh, but first we want a viewer copy so we can view it, so we can craft our response, so we know when our, uh, if our all, if any members get triggered. So, of course, the Daily Wire provided them a copy to watch it. Shortly after they watched it, they came back. They cited two instances. Hmm. And uh, one of them was about... Uh, I believe it was about a father who in Canada who is actually whose life's been ruined because he has referred to his daughter as she, her, and ah. did not want her to have be pumped through with hormones. He ended up going to jail and then may end up going to jail again because the case is still going. And the other one was a guy that owned a store, and I'm not 100% sure where it was. I want to say it was somewhere out west. And he had owned the store for 25 years. Uh, Guy comes in. He said, well, hey, I know you. You're our new councilman. And then the council person goes off and says, I am your new councilwoman. And all of this, and it kind of goes downhill from there. And the question <laughs> that um, was asked of the man, and of course it was bleeped out. In the, I've seen that what what is a woman. I saw it when it aired last year because you know I am a Daily Wire member. Mm-hmm. I support companies that don't hate me. And no, uh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing was, and I'm gonna be honest with you, this guy here, he's an older guy, older fellow. I think he's a Vietnam vet. And they asked him, he said, well, how do you know that you're a male? <laughs> and he goes, well, I have a cock and balls. So I guess well, that makes go. me a male. But anyway, mm-hmm. Twitter's calling back. They they identified these two things, said it's hate speech. We're not putting it on. Mm-hmm. Or you can put it on, but we will, the algorithm will block it. And nobody, even your subscribers and your followers will not be able to see it. But so what? But how is fact? How is a fact hate speech? Is I have that, yet to figure that out. Now, so again, this morning I saw on um, on the news where Glamour magazine has uh, some lesbian uh, who, of course, claims that she's a man. Now she's not. Okay, 
by your point, she has no cock or balls. Now, this woman who's pretend, you know, playing dress up and pretending to be a man, mm-hmm. got pregnant by a trans woman, okay, a, a, a cross-dresser. Well, now, a, the, a the, but, but right there, if she was a man, she wouldn't have been able to do that. Exactly. I mean, they, yeah, and that's the, therein lies the point. So, again, Glamour Magazine is, um, you know, basically... Yeah, you know, what what they what they've got is a, a a physical woman became pregnant through the normal fashion mm-hmm. of sex with an the, the only thing that was a uh, you know that was aberrational is that both she and the the man that she had sex with are delusional and refuse to accept the reality of their genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yet she's pregnant with his child. Okay. Now, okay. Now I don't know and, about you, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of men what carry babies for nine months in their belly before they give birth to them. That was sarcasm, I, by the way. Yeah, I I don't have any idea how to even respond to that. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, just the the whole. I mean, again, I I thought it was an I thought it was a joke when they started with this stuff about men being able to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And again, the other thing. At one point, one of my one of my children was telling me that, uh, well, we always referred to them as bull dyke lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, were that you weren't supposed to refer to them that way anymore. That they were uh, to be considered. They wanted to be referred to as studs. Now, some of these people need to spend some time on a farm because. They don't have the equipment. Again, they have no they have no balls. They have no cock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they cannot, by definition, be a stud. I don't care what, you know, if you want to play pretend, that's fine. But I don't have to share your delusion. It kind of reminds me there was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, you went, you were a product of the University of Florida. And I don't yes, know, sir. I think... Uh, it was after your time, but there used to be a radio, there well, still is a radio DJ down there named Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, I don't recall Bubba the Love Sponge. I didn't know he was down there, but I. Okay, I, well, I, Bubba I the Love Sponge. I love Bubba the Love Sponge. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to him lately because he's not quite as easy to get to as he used to be. And there was, he used to have this guy that did, he played a couple of different characters on the show and he'd record songs and prank phone calls and stuff like this. Well, there was a big to-do down there about, in Florida, about them renaming a Jewfish. And and they because they thought it was, you know, derogatory to Jews to call it Jewfish and you know, they would call and make fun. And, well, what was it? Were Nazis trying to hoard the Jewfish into concentration camps? You know, just inane humor, inane humor. Sure. And so they go through this, and they, I guess the, the goal is to see how far they can get somebody to respond without hanging up the phone on them or telling them to quit calling or they're going to call the cops. Mm-hmm. So he's called back a few times about squawfish. Jewfish, of course, Jewfish is the, and if you look for it, it's on YouTube, but it's called the Jewfish Call. It is funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he calls back, and um, 
he's talking about the, how the gay community has found the term puffer fish offensive and they want it renamed. <laughs> and the lady goes, well, what would, what do you think they should want it called? And he said, well, he said, we prefer you just call it dick sucker fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, here's, here's one of the things. Okay. So this whole concept of triggered, Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I mean, we use. I mean, when did we stop raising our? I am triggered because you stones. were triggered about triggers that aren't triggering the triggers. Well, so the point being, when did we stop teaching our children that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never harm me? Well, I'm gonna tell you. It started when they started giving the little jackasses participation trophies. Oh, I agree. When I was little, there was three places. You got blue for first, red for second, and white for third. And if you were not third, technically, if you weren't first, you might as well have been last because that means your ass got beat and you lost. Hmm. No, I understand. I went, I grew up in the, well, and again, I I believe it was Coach Bobby Knight that got, uh, got uh, absolutely railed on the, uh, on the news media for throwing a basketball at a, um, I uh, thought it was a chair. Was it a chair? Oh, okay. Well, well I know he was something. notorious for throwing chairs. Well, there you go. But I mean, you know, he, I think he hit a player with a basketball. I mean, when I played football, it was absolutely nothing. I mean, I played line, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is ne- neither hither nor yonder, but I, you know, played uh, center and defensive tackle when I played. And it was absolutely nothing for the coach. He was a big man. I mean, he was, you know, probably six foot, and football coaches were not tiny people back right, in those right. days. It was nothing for him to walk up and kick me in the small of the back with a cleat if he did not like my stance or he didn't like something that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you just, you know. It, it, well, you can tell they never wrestled because. Right. If they were in the wrestling room and you didn't do what the coach wanted you to do, you're liable to get suplexed and dropped on your noggin. Well, that's true, too. And if you're a lightweight, they're going to take your scrawny little butt and put them with the fat boys and let the fat boys lay on you till you're about half dead, and then you're going to learn to keep your mouth shut and do what they tell you to do. Well, absolutely. That's the way that crap works. Well, and that goes back to uh, years ago. They were uh, there again. It was a, a, a well. It wasn't an intended experiment, but they had uh, because of the ivory poaching trade. Um, they were running out of male elephants, and so they had uh, or adult male elephants, and they had all these juvenile. That's because they elephants. were. That's because they were identifying as black lesbians. Well, it could have been. But uh, the the juveniles were harassing the other wildlife in the preserves. And I mean, you know, going and beating up rhinoceroses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they were, it was really out of control. And then they brought in a handful, they managed to get their hands on a handful of, of adult males. And they walked in there and within a very short period of time, they had that straightened right out. Oh, yeah. You know, and again, that's how it used to be done. It's like, okay, you know, we're going to sort out who's in charge here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the, again, we're, we're, our society is being intentionally dismantled. 
And the thing is, if we don't start pushing back against it, then we're gonna we're gonna stay in this chaos forever. So I mean, again, it's one of those where I don't, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not going to adjust my pronouns that I use. I'm going to use the, the pronouns as defined in the in 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 the English language appropriately, and that's that's all. I'm not gonna play these silly games, mm-hmm. and you know, and I, and I think it's wonderful that uh, Anheuser Busch has lost as much as they have. That Disney's losing money off of their nonsense and Target and Target. You know, and I think that needs, you know, if, if we have to go back to growing our own dadgum groceries and raising our own livestock in our backyard, so be it. You know, I, I just think we got to stop. Well, I will say, though, that if, if that ever comes to pass, there's a lot of people that's going to starve to death. Oh, I agree. I mean, I, you know, I understand, and I may very well be one of them. I'm pretty decent at keeping bees, but my garden failed miserably of course that was due to a rabbit that i named hassan pfeffer and you know because he was going to be the first thing on the plate if things got bad hassan pfeffer incorporated that's it we're gonna do it our way yes our way making our dreams come true now i I remember that very well but the the you know the hassan pfeffer of course is uh is uh essentially rapid stew right but i mean isn't that what it yeah. doesn't it say hassan pfeffer incorporated yes it does okay but i was going back to the to the uh to i the was just making sure thing. that it's not one of those song lyrics that you know you have the wrong words to in your head that every time it plays that's what you sing right no i got you but yeah well, i was you know, thinking about the bugs bunny and, oh uh, yeah introduction which is where i learned about the word but go ahead sir what were you gonna well i was gonna say with the haas and pfeffer incorporated and the haas and pfeffer stew that's a good place to stop for today (laughs) all (laughs) righty because i'm getting a little bit famished i understand and my baby dog is over here trying to uncover her food bowl from under the towel Mm. that she continually wants to hide it under So we're going to say that's the snout to the curly tail and everything in between, and we gone. Have a good evening. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.